Podcast. I am your host, Chris Patrick, joined today, as always, by Michael Benjamin and Cody Tallman. How you doing, fellas? Dude, I'm feeling good, man. It's good to be back out here in Queen Creek with the fellas. Yes, sir. I'm excited to just talk Valley sports and figure out what new nonsense is going on today, I guess. Yep, yep. That's what's up. Yeah, happy to be here, too. It's too damn hot outside, um, but we're, we're living. It is hot. It's supposed to be... <laughs> July, June and July are like always the hottest. I feel like August gets really fucking hot too, but. Yeah, what? It was like 112, 113 today. Yeah. Oh, it's brutal. It says it's 108 right now. Not for it, but we've been here long enough we can survive it, I guess. True, true. We need to check that heat. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> God damn it. He made the joke. All right, and I'm swearing too much. We're not even a minute in. Oh, Lord. But um, yeah, last time we did this, uh, sat down, it was the end of May, actually, but that was technically our June episode because it. It got released in. It's not important. This is our monthly recording. Uh, you can fight me in the comments if you disagree, but we're back, and so you should be happy because there's more content, and we're gonna try and get you more content, like the live streams we're doing. Uh, we try and get at least one of those out a week. Of over the Fourth of July uh, weekend, we kind of took a bit of a break, but I think we'll be back at it this week. Uh, we'll drag Cody onto his laptop and make him live stream it with us. Yeah. Maybe Thursday I can do it. Maybe Thursday? <laughs> yeah. Michael Benjamin, maybe Thursday? Dude, the live streams are awesome, man. I'm always down to do it whenever. Well, as long as I don't have work or any shit like that, so. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, life happens. So we, we always record these at, like, we usually record the live streams a little later in the evenings when we do them um, spontaneously. Those, I think those live streams, they're not going to have much of a schedule or rhythm to them for a while, but uh, you can count on this heat check podcast once a month me and mike are working on uh brewing up a podcast uh cody's writing a book it should be out in the next couple of years uh so look for it we might have a, a merchandise shop by then you never know but let's not let's not waste this time with the intro let's get down to business um a lot like i was i was trying to set up there a lot's happened in the last month we got the cardinals off season cranking up we got the suns off season cranking up uh just the Diamondbacks sinking back into mediocrity and obscurity. Absolutely. Uh, not really much going on on the Coyotes front unless you want to talk about the arena deal, which I'm not... I like hockey, don't get me wrong, but that's besides the fact. Anyway, what I want to start out talking about today is one Kevin Durant. Is he coming to the Valley, Cody? You seemed skeptical when we were talking earlier. Oh, I don't know, man. It's... There was so much steam and the hype that we had when it was like, no way, the Suns are on the top of his list. This is going to happen. This is going to go down. And then it just kind of just died off. And then you hear, oh, Kyrie's going to get traded. Oh, nope, Kyrie's going to stay. So it's like, I don't know. I, I think I, so when it first came out, I was like, probably like, well, maybe just because I'm a fan, I was probably like 90% into it. Like this is going to happen. But now I might be 50-50 that he might just stay in Brooklyn. So I... I don't know. How do you guys feel about it? I mean, I could dive into this one, Chris. Yeah, take uh, it. I feel a lot of types of ways about <laughs> it. So I still think that uh, the odds are still in the favor for the Suns, at least because of, you know, Kevin Durant's statements, basically him coming out and saying that he wants to play here. And a lot of teams at this point, yeah, they're putting packages together uh, to try and see if that, they can make a play for him. But I, I don't know if they're really... You know that attracted anymore um 
people are saying that he's went dark. He's not responding to any players or Radio other silence. people, you know, asking questions just kind of about his headspace and whatnot. And, you know, say you're the Toronto Raptors and you package a huge deal with some of your key young component guys and Kevin Durant gets there. and He's like, I don't want to play in Canada. I don't want to be here. And he just sits the same way that Ben Simmons did. You're wasting all of your assets. Right. So I still think it gets done. It's at this point, it's Brooklyn doesn't have to rush, basically. Right. All the cards are on their table. He's under contract. They're yeah. the ones mm-hmm. that basically get to give the final go ahead. And I'm sure the Suns have already made plenty of offers, tweak things and whatnot. But they're probably communicating pretty frequently. Mm-hmm. But now they're just holding steadfast. But I mean, as time goes on, that value for Kevin Durant depreciates too. So yeah, they probably want to get something done as soon as possible as well. Um, the other thing too is we're getting close to the time period of DeAndre Ayton, you know, getting an offer sheet from somebody. Uh, they've been talking about the Indiana Pacers with the Malcolm Brogdon trade finally going through, and I think they have to do some other kind of like cuts with some of the players that they're getting back in order to free up enough cap space to offer eight in a max. Um, but that could come down, you know, pretty soon. Uh, and then that can throw a wrench into things as well, because I felt like it would to get the deal done for Kevin Durant, there was some way that you were going to have to involve Deandre Ayton. And especially within a, th- uh, like a three team trade, getting him to maybe Utah and, getting some of their assets over to Brooklyn and maybe the sun's even taking on like a Jordan Clarkson. You know, we've seen a whole bunch of things now, especially within the past week and a half. Once this, the news comes down, everybody starts doing their trade machine crap. Oh yeah. But, um, I still feel good about it. Um, I definitely just want it to be done now. Cause now you have to start figuring out what other pieces have to go around him. Yeah. But didn't the nets come out and say they don't, they don't want Deandre Ayton. Yeah. And, so, so they're waiting to see what the Suns get from him or, uh, you know, if they trade him with somebody. But then it has to be a three-team, obviously. But they don't even want him. But then uh, if you create that package, do the Suns even have the pieces to even get Durant? Because the Nets yeah. have stand by and said, we want a superstar in return. Yeah. Or you're an all-star type player. And can you say that Bridges is that player they're looking for? Cam Johnson definitely isn't. It's yeah, and that's the thing. Like, like Durant or uh, DeAndre was the one who was like, "Hey, here, here's a good player. Here's our number one overall pick." Mm-hmm. You know, so but they don't want him. Yeah, well, that's where it, I think you still just real quick on that. You still need a you'll still need a third team to pull off anything with Brooklyn. I think that was pretty much always the case from the jump. Um, not that it's impossible, but like Mike was kind of saying, Brooklyn wants a lot in return for Kevin Durant, and rightfully so. But what I wanted to say, and then kick it back to you, Mike. It's, I'm glad you said that, Cody, because there is a lot of stuff we're hearing, right? Every single day, it's uh, Kevin Durant has the Suns and the Heat on the top of his list. It's uh, Kevin Durant now only doesn't want to go to anywhere but Phoenix. It's Brooklyn's turning down trade offers left and right. It's this and that. So there's a lot of fog of war. There's a lot of how much is the Nets putting out there that's actually how they're feeling, what's just people making shit up. Um, you got on the Suns side, this guy Flex from Jersey. Um 
Flex, man. Have, have you been? Yeah. Is Flex a credible guy? Because he's yeah, been. He calls in the nine eight seven all the time. He, yeah, every yeah. after every game he calls yeah, in. He's and always like, on there. Gives like a little report, and now they. Mm-hmm. He, he's been going on to like Fox Ten and doing reports and stuff like that. So oh, has he really? Yeah, he uh-huh. has. He has I, in I, his. Wow. He has in his Twitter bio. I'm, I don't want to get off track with Flex, but it seems like he's had a lot of insight, and he's saying like, stay the course. He's he said that DeAndre Ayton isn't ever, isn't part of a potential deal for Durant. Like he's he's a he's assuring everyone quote unquote that it's it's not don't worry if Kevin or if um Aiton goes and signs somewhere else because it it won't impact our ability to get Durant um if, if it's been such a sure thing now for like two weeks I don't know why a trigger hasn't been pulled um oh, but yeah real quick before I pass over to you Mike uh I was looking at his Twitter here and I don't know if these are just his appearances or if he's actually um employed or whatever by these people but he has fox sports suns insider phnx network uh ksrn arizona i don't know what that is suns news and insider that doesn't mean anything 98 7 suns post game like you guys were saying but mike how much can you trust like this fog of war and like all these people that claim to have insight knowledge do you just take it all with a grain of salt or how do you filter through it yeah i mean obviously you have your i guess quote unquote credible sources like Brian Windhorse and Sham you know, sure. those guys who are really tapped in with the league and that kind of stuff. But I, I take everything else that everybody says with a grain of salt. Uh, you just have to. I mean, but with Flex, though, like after Kyrie re-signed, he basically came out the next day or that same day and was like, hold the line. Um, something's still happening here. And then I'm pretty yeah. sure the next day was when KD requested the trade and put the Suns at the top of his list. Yeah. So, I mean... You get credibility when things kind of come down and are come to fruition, that kind of stuff. Um, I, I'm just really surprised that the Nets wouldn't want to take back a DeAndre Ayton as you know potential trade value for themselves. I mean, when you start shipping away your high-profile guys like uh, Kevin Durant or probably a Kyrie Irving when all, things are all said and done, and you find yourself as maybe a team that can contend for the playoffs but definitely not a championship level team i mean why not take back ayton give him floor probably become an all-star because he's going to be one of your focal points and then in a year or two you can trade him off and get some pieces back that you wanted but they'd have to sign him though exactly but that doesn't mean that other teams aren't going to be interested in a DeAndre Ayton especially well, yeah, he's still if he, a kid. exactly and especially if he transforms into an all-star a perennial all-star which I still think he can be I because of his too, yeah. of how young he is the progressions he's already made and hopefully you know really kind of uh fine-tuning his mind to the game I think that's the next step for DeAndre Ayton so uh, but then again, I say that, and what happened with Jared Allen? They let him walk, and then he becomes an all-star. So right. maybe Brooklyn just doesn't like bigs, um, which I get to an extent. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the big Oops. man game, the center position is so different. There's only, you know, really two guys that you can look in the NBA who are absolute bona fide superstars who can control the pace for a team and be the number one focal point, which is Joel Embiid and... Um, Nikola Jokic. Yeah. I mean, maybe you can put Giannis in there, but I still look at Giannis he's as a power four. forward. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, I mean, he yeah. is a guy you can put one through five. And that's where, like, in the future, like, I think it'll be just a big, everyone's over six foot four. You know, like, 
very likely everyone on your team is six foot eight, and that's just how all the teams are set up. Because, but you know, the game's ever changing. That's another good point. I mean, just look at even in the last twenty years, it went from a very a much different game to now extending three point and kind of shying away teams like you said maybe the nets just don't like bigs i think there's a lot of teams that just don't really value bigs and clearly i would say whether it's monty williams or whatever the the suns aren't exactly valuing bigs right now i mean um we can keep talking about kevin durant i'm sure it'll loop back around but it does tie into something else i was kind of looking at talking about um javel mcgee jumped ship real quick and signed with dallas and we did touch on that a little bit in our last live stream but is mike or maybe both of you and Cody, you could even maybe touch sure, on we'll, this. We'll bounce it. Um, the value of the center position, it seems like the Suns don't value it. And now letting Javel go without much of a fight or an offer, and now looks like we're letting Aiton go or getting rid of him, even if we get something back. Are you concerned about the lack of um, value in centers, or do you think trust trusting the process to steal the Sixers' term? I, I don't know. I mean, Javel going away was was pretty tough i mean to think about losing Aiton, but then because they, they brought back biombo which you know it's not you know a home run at all but um, he, had, he had splashes where yeah he, he showed that he could be most definitely and he's surprisingly young he looks a lot older than he is but he's i think like 29 30 i think we talked a little bit about that that guy does some crazy stuff off the court mm-hmm. 29 um 29 there you so go he's about to be 30 so. yeah so, so it sounded a lot better losing Aiden, but then also having mcgee and Biombo to kind of do that center by committee but you know that if they so they lost Javel, they get rid of Aiden we all know they're going to bring in some veteran big man and that they're just going to have a rotating door at that position if they get rid of Aiden but they obviously don't value the position or they would already sign DeAndre Aiden because I think he's worth it and then but they're trying to build their team in a different way you know they they need scores they don't want yeah you know but you can argue that Aiden is a scorer but he needs somebody to pass him the ball to be able to score so he can't facilitate it on his own. He's got to have someone else do it for him. So I don't know. I so going back to the question, it was: Do you think they're they're not value, valuing that position enough? I guess I, I guess my question is: Are you concerned about them not valuing the center position, or do you trust that Monty Williams has a game plan that doesn't need a center? I, I trust a star it. center player. Well, say they get Kevin Durant. I'm not worried about it. Well, and I think that's it, right? <laughs> you I, you wouldn't Shit. sign Durant. I, I could play center, and they'll still eight. win. <laughs> Probably. That's obviously not accurate whatsoever. <laughs> Cody can go out there and get um, four rebounds. I, I, I yeah, appreciate you know, the hyperbole. They got elbowed in the face 14 times. Um, but you get what I'm saying. Obviously, oh, yeah. that wasn't literal. But um, but no, like so if Aiton goes away, they're going to get another piece. They better. So something's going to come in. They're going to get another score. Then you're going to have Booker. You're going to have Paul. Then you're going to have whoever that next name is. Whether Obviously, we want it to be Durant, but... There's going to be another new face on that team that's going to be a score, that's going to help them get to what you know what they're trying to do. So I'm not I'm not too worried about it personally. Yeah, you, Mike? yeah. I mean, Cody, you do bring up a good thing. I, I'm not too worried, but I am a little bit worried about if their plan for their two center positions are um, Bismarck Biombo and uh, Jock Lindell, who they traded for from from the Hawks. I mean, for cash for cash but i think that goes into exactly what we've been talking about which is he's gone uh, he just he signed, signed, he just signed. Oh, okay yeah sorry mike <laughs> so we literally like <laughs> swapped frank kaminsky for jock lindell nice but i think the <laughs> terrible big, trade i think the big thing though is it's all a part of the plan right 
Right. The part of the plan is you bring in Kevin Durant, so you're not going to be having to go to your center position for a lot of scoring. You're going to be really relying on them to do the dirty work and what true big men do now in this league who aren't your superstars, which are rebound the basketball, play aggressive defense, shut down the paint, and just do all that kind of little dirty work because, I mean, if you think about it, between CP3, Booker, and Kevin Durant, you should probably be getting 80 points a game from them themselves. Easily, yeah. So yeah. that's your majority of all your scoring is going through them. Um, but that was one of the other reasons why I was hoping that this was going to get done earlier because if you don't bring back DeAndre Ayton, there was already a limit with the amount of big men that were available this year. One of the guys that I really, really was interested in bringing in was Thomas Bryant. And a couple of days after the news broke, he signed with the Lakers. So yeah. there's just nobody really left anymore. And I am sad to see JaVel leave. I mean, I think he was good for what we had in a system in regards to the regular season, right? You got to give... Uh, you got to give minutes to many guys because it's a long season. 82 games is a grind. You know, sometimes they're playing four games a week. Okay. So guys got to be ready to go if they're on the, um, on the bench. But what we saw from Javel in the, in the second round, specifically with the Mavericks was he struggled to step out onto shooters and that become, became a liability. That's why you saw a little bit more minutes from Bismarck Biombo. Mm -hmm. um, and they trust him to be able to do that because that is the new NBA, right? Teams are shooting 53 pointers a game now. Yeah. So as much yeah. as I do love the intensity that uh, McGee brought, um, he was limited for kind of the next step and the next level. And I know that we brought him in for Giannis pretty much specifically for him because of what he did to us in the finals. Right. Yeah. But now, you know, I, I wish him all the best. It was great. You know, he was another foundational piece, even though he was here for only one year. Right. But that kind of keeps the continued growth from the team from. He brought that, the what is it, the dogs mentality oh, when yeah. they would do all the craziness before the games. In the tunnel, kind of stuff. like the dog yeah. pound or something yeah. like that. I don't so, even but, know. you know, he's 34 years old. He saw his last chance to kind of get a little bit bigger of a contract. I think he got three years, $21 million. Yeah. So that Good was his kind of final last um you know, last, last payday, <laughs> big payday, I guess, in the grand scheme of things. And he went after it and took it. So I, I, I don't feel any type of way about him leaving. It does suck, but yeah, you just have to adjust from there. Yeah. No, and oh, I think, no, I, mean, I, was, I was just waiting to give you the floor because I know no, okay, I've, been doing, no, I've no. been doing a lot of talking. No, he touched on it. Great. Yeah. No, I think we both, we all touched on it a little bit. You know, you're touching on it. Mike's touching on it. <laughs> and that's just how it goes sometimes. Um, but I was thinking of this question while you guys were talking. If we don't get KD, right? If that, if that, if we can't make that happen, would you? And you're the Suns. If you're James Jones, do you match any offer and keep Aiton and try to. and repair that relationship in the locker room? You have to. Because I, I think on paper, I kind of I want to lean towards agreeing. But Cody, like sports, sport, a locker room is a locker room. Whatever sport it is, how do you repair that relationship? When it's made been made clear by the Suns that they don't want Aiton, and Aiton has made it clear that he is, feels he isn't being utilized properly, how do you do? You, do you come, sit down, sing Kumbaya, go on a retreat, or because I could be I'm on the fence right now between it, it. I think it could be a bad situation and irreparable, or maybe they could repair it. But but having Monty be like 
because I think Mike didn't Monty say he doesn't or did it leak out or did he say he doesn't really value the center position? Oh, I'm not sure about that. I'll have to look into that. But Cody, what do you think? I'm, I'm going to toss it to you. Yeah, so I think they can repair it. Um, I mean, you guys have all heard DeAndre in an interview, and he's a nice guy. He's, you know, whatever. And then look at the attitude that he brought into last season where he wanted that deal last season. But they said, you know, we want to wait and see. And you know what? And he played decent ball until the, the playoffs. <laughs> um, but he didn't pout that he didn't get his uh, extension last year. He showed up and he played, unlike Kyler Murray. Um, just kidding. That's a whole nother. But I think, uh, get into that. yeah, oh, yeah. I think with his character, he's got a good head on his shoulders. Um, I think it, they could repair it, but I don't think they want to repair it. So if they get, if he gets a, if he gets an offer, uh, they're gonna match it. You have to match it. You can't let him walk. So if you don't get Durant, and then you let your, um, you let your first overall pick walk without getting anything in return, like you have to match it. So they're gonna match it, and then if they do match it, they can't trade him for a year, right? Um, at least I think until January. Yeah, right before the so he's trade gonna deadline. he's gonna play next season, and then you don't trade somebody in January, you know. So he's gonna play well, with you, them. So then there's gonna be that awkwardness. The deadline, but yeah. yeah, but you have to try and figure it out for that yeah. long. So I get what you're saying. That is a so, long. That's like three months to have to figure it out before you can trade him. Exactly. And what do you, you do? Just tell him to not come to work. Like, yeah, but you can't let him go away. You know, like you uh-huh. have to get something in return. And if you don't get Durant and we don't have um, Aiton, and then we struggle next season. The fans are going to be pissed. Well, They're going to say, "We went to the we we had a finals two years ago. Last year we had the best uh, record in the NBA. What are you guys doing? Just run it back. Pay the kid. Why do we need to go chase all these superstars? So yeah, it's so if we if we don't get Durant and we soured that relationship and we don't get something, we don't turn him into something, and we struggle in the regular season. And Chris Paul's hurt, has broken hands, and you know Booker's carrying the entire." team on his back i mean he can't do it on his own so it's it's gonna piss a lot of people off if, if they don't figure this out so yeah yeah that's fair mike would you keep do you think Suns should keep eight and if they can't get kd oh 100 percent. yeah they'd have to i'd match whatever kind of offer that he gets it's probably going to be a max deal which is fine it's the money that he wanted uh-huh. but you're doing it on promise and what you think that he can be in the future um, and he's already shown, I mean, he's a key component to why this team was so good yeah. and why they made a finals run. Um, but it's also crazy. I just, you know, we always think back to how can Arizona sports find a way to mess up situations? I'm pretty sure that DeAndre Eaton is the first first overall pick in NBA history that hasn't signed an extension with the team that he was drafted by. I think you're right. I mean, how what a stat does that happen <laughs> it's crazy but and you could have worse things say you don't get kd but you get deandre Ayton back you're running it back with primarily the same roster that you had last year that set a franchise record so you're still going to be good but is it good enough to get you over that hump i mean you hope mm-hmm. that more time and more continuity with the same unit will create a better team which normally does but I think that the Suns still have a lot of, um, you know, pieces that they need to look at and adjust to get over that hump that we always talk about um, to the promised land. Um, but if we were not to get KD and Aiton were to walk and the Suns didn't match him, which there'd be no way in hell. I mean, I trust James Jones more than that. Um, but there'd be no way in hell they would just let him walk and you don't get assets back. Yeah. I mean, that would you'd, be you'd have to fire James Jones yeah. immediately. Yeah, because it's like you look at him, you go, you 
could have been Doncic, and then you don't get us Durant. You know, so it's like ah, I know it's a bad way to put it. You know, so it's like. Yeah, like, come on! You can't just well, let him walk, and you go, okay. Well, we could have had you know so, one of the top five players in the league right now. Mike, who's the GM of the Nets? Is it Sean Marks? Sean Marks. Did he play on the same team as James Jones on the Suns? I'm. Uh, I know he played for the Suns. I wouldn't be surprised if he did. I'm gonna look that up because I mean, maybe maybe they do have maybe Sean. Maybe they're talking behind the scenes, and he has a lot of faith that they are gonna get it done. Yeah, shit. Even the picture on his wiki page is with the Suns. I wouldn't be surprised if someone updated that. 06 to 08. And with that being said, too, maybe that's kind of some of the holdup. Maybe maybe they're um, both prideful and they think one offer is pulling the wool over the other's eyes, I guess. Yeah, just because they played together doesn't mean they were buddies. You know, you know so, no, maybe, no <laughs> so maybe they're holding out and uh, to, to best the other, I guess you they, could say. They did play on the Suns together. That's an angle I haven't heard anyone talking about. <laughs> dun dun. There you go. Right, but it's also crazy why this hasn't like happened at this point. You right, because especially it came, the news came out the gate hot. There's so and much over heat over the Fourth of yeah. July weekend. Every day I was waking up like, when's that notification? Anytime an NBA trade alert came yeah. in, I was like, oh freaking shit, out. it's going down. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's freaking a the D backs lost. It's yeah. it's uh, Miles Bridges beating his girl or whatever. Oh, so. <laughs> We're not gonna get into that. That's we don't condone that shit. That's, that's what kind of notifications do you get, Chris? You got that same one. I know you got ESPN. Oh, I only I only get it oh, from ninety eight seven. We all got that. Oh, you only have ninety eight seven. Yeah. Well, good for you. I don't think I don't think they sent one out. Mike, how many uh, <laughs> how many rings does James Jones have? He has four. Four? No, he has three. I think he got all of them with LeBron. Two, two with the Heat and then one with the Cavaliers. Yep, that yeah. looks right. Uh, 12, 13, and 16. Yeah. I, I, the last thing I want to say about the Aiton part is, so say we don't get KD, but Indiana makes a trade or uh, makes a play at Aiton, signs him to a max, but then we do a sign and trade with them and we get back Miles Turner. Um, I would think that this team would be worse off than they were last year. Yeah. And that would piss all yeah, the fans I, I, off. I, I, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, eight, I've never been a fan. Ever since that came out, like, Aiton for Turner is just, it's swapping hands. And I honestly think Aiton's a better, more, higher, and has higher potential than Turner does. So you might as well just stick with your original investment at that point. But what I was, what you got me thinking, Cody, when you were talking, I almost called you Curly. Um, <laughs> just don't call me late for dinner. Won't do it. Won't do it. But no, you got me thinking, um, what if Aiton, um, shit where was i going with this i was thinking and then i stopped thinking <laughs> and my brain fell out of my head um put it back chris i'm trying i'm trying here here it is no but because what were you saying earlier cody you were saying about eight and oh yeah here we go so the suns i forgot too so no you're I'm good glad like, you <laughs> no thank you no but you kept saying you kept saying run it back like why don't we just run it back yeah, yeah. um and mike maybe you can answer this but i almost I almost have the feeling that because we made the fucking finals two years ago, and then we only made it. Steamrolled. We got the a Ooh. second round exit this year, so that's that's a step back. So if two years of it not working, I can kind of see why maybe they're tr they see a short window here and they're not trying to squander it. They're like Aiton's not who we need him to be right now. Maybe we think through some development he could be better, but we don't have time to develop him because we're trying to win now. 
So that's why you try and make a big splash, like getting a KD, especially when he comes out and says he wants to be here. So I guess, Mike, what I was going to try and get throw to, throw to you is, do you think it was a step back and that like kind of is why the urgency? Or do you think that they're just trying to take advantage of the KD opportunity? I, I mean, the way that this season ended and the second round exit with probably one of the worst Game 7 performances at home definitely can cause anybody worse for, uh, I mean, start to double think and, and, and be worried about certain situations. I mean, the Suns organization even came out and had to freaking basically issue an apology to the fans. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good. We we, we <laughs> finished off uh, a couple episodes ago you, with that. You know, so yeah, obviously. But then you have some time to kind of think about where you're going and that kind of stuff. And it puts things a little bit more into perspective. But I think if anybody is like uh, like a Kevin Durant comes out and says, I want to play for you, you're going to go out and do anything you can to make it happen. Because he's so far and above so many uh, athletes in this league. So you're going to sell he's gonna change. everything? Uh, you can't sell everything Even all because the first round picks. Yeah, I'm going to sell the first round picks because Fuck it's them picks because it's all about win well, now. Because I heard, yeah, exactly. So you win now, and then Durant's on contract, but he's going to retire. Paul's going to be gone. So then, um, and then we just signed Booker. So then you look at you compare him to I don't know somebody like Kobe because Kobe had uh, Shaq, and then Shaq retired, and then Kobe kind of had some mediocre years, but then they got. Um, Gasol. The big guy, Gasol. Yeah. Yeah. And then they started, they want another one, right? So then you look at, so we sell everything. We get rid of all of our core players, Mikhail, Johnson, uh, whoever. And then we go on all on, on Durant. And then it's just going to be Booker in his last three years of his max deal or two, two years of his max deal. And then we have no picks. All we can do, think that Booker will be able to bring another superstar in at that point well that's the other thing that you're banking on right i mean it's already showing he brought chris paul here because chris wanted to come and play and then now durant Durant wants to come come play here and i'm totally with you i just wanted to flip it over i'm not no no disagreeing with you like i say sell everything and go 100 percent in on this right and you think back to those uh middle 2000s teams that the suns had when we had our runs with uh nash amari and sean marion we did the same thing that we're thinking about doing right now, where we really just shipped away our first round picks. I mean, a couple of those picks, I think, came out to be Luol Deng and Rajon Rondo, yeah, who um, were great players yeah. in this league. Like, don't you can't shake your hand at them. You know what I'm saying? Like, those were guys who could contribute, but they weren't guys that were going to contribute right now at that point when the Suns were consistently being one of the best teams in the NBA, making, um, you know long stretches within uh, the playoffs. Obviously, it didn't pan out, but that's what you're thinking in this same situation. You know, we're going to have guys who can win right now who hopefully can get you to the finals again. And if not, you have such a good core of people around you, you're going to have, you know, higher level free agents that want to come and play here probably more so at pay cuts as well like what we've kind of been seeing with the lakers the past couple of years i mean i know it had they won it they won the bubble title okay give it to them whatnot but it seems like they consistently get kind of the bigger free agent names that are out there they might not be the best guys but those guys want to go play with lebron those yeah. guys want to go play with Why ad and a good yeah. squad oh, yeah. and and learn and grow from them and that's what we're hoping is going to happen from booker 
Mm -hmm. um, and we're already starting to see it. So yeah, I mean, sell the farm of draft picks, but you can't sell the farm of your unit that you already have. Correct. You know, like some of the, some of the um, options or trade talk that I've seen have been like Jay Crowder, Dario Saric, Cam Johnson, Mikhail Bridges. And it's like, whoa, dude, that is a lot. That's gutting the roster. That's almost gutting your roster. And it was one of the conversations that we had the other day where it's like, okay, if you get KD, who does he have alongside with him? Because you can have a big three, but you also have to have really key guys Mm -hmm. coming off the bench and contributing you know, at times when those guys are, are, are not on their game or, you know, KD's shooting five for 21 and whatnot, other guys need to come in and step up. Is Ish Wainwright going to be that guy this <laughs> Hell year? no. You know, same yeah. thing that we've had. I said, is campaign going to be that guy? Like, yeah. you just you Landry can't Shannon. sell everybody. And that's probably one of the same reasons why there's been this stallmate that's happened with this trade because I think the Suns are really trying everything in their power to keep Mikael Bridges out of it because that's one guy that so you, you can really... You don't want to get rid of Bridges. Oh, my God, absolutely not. Yeah, in a perfect world, I don't want to get rid of Bridges. But would you, though? I would. Yes. Yeah. I know it's... Well, Jay Crowder, whatever, uh, but Cam Johnson, whatever. But Bridges, I, I hear you, but what... So you didn't like those three going away in that trade to, to Brooklyn? Well, I mean, at this point... With well, the time frame going on, like I hope you keep one of the twins, as they call them, right? Yeah, you yeah. either keep Bridges, Mikhail and, Bridges, yeah. or Cam, Cam Johnson. Johnson. If both of them have to go, I get it, but you also can't ship away all the rest of your wings too. Like you can't send Jay Crowder away. Like you can't send um, you, you can't send four or five guys, especially if you're also going to send four or five picks. Like yeah, I was gonna that's say, send so one sided. For a guy who is an absolute all-star, um, you know, top seventy-five player, but he's also yeah. thirty-four years old. I mean, at that point, it's so close to being like, just pay eight and let's run it back, you know. And then, but it's oh, it's but so that goes back to though. what that goes back to the whole thing that spurred this off is yeah. it, is it running it back to just get into the same result? Or are we running into a wall, or do we need to make the change? Like, so it sounds like when you keep saying run it back, it sounds like you're pretty confident that we're like, we're at the door. We just got to break it down. Uh, that's what I think so. And I think Chris Paul needs to yeah. get some more rest throughout the regular season. I think, I think we, I'm, we don't need to have the best record in the league. I think I'm bought into a shakeup would help. And if it, if we can make the splash, I do kind of think oh, they can keep bridges and get Durant. Yeah. Ooh. But I think we're riding what we're talk, just talking about here. We're riding a fine line of becoming the Lakers last year. You look at LeBron James and Anthony Davis, Westbrook. who when healthy and Westbrook, even yeah. when those three guys are perfectly healthy. And I don't know what the hell happened to Westbrook last year. Westbrook doesn't matter. Yep. <laughs> I almost forgot Westbrook was even on the team because even AD and LeBron in themselves Dude, paid like 40 million too, or yeah, something stupid. Two, two years ago <laughs> in the playoffs, AD and LeBron all by themselves without Westbrook, were still putting up a hell of a fight. But Anthony Davis is literally Mr. Glass and will never play more than 50 games a season ever he'll never be healthy in the playoffs he'll just never be healthy but i don't care because i don't like anthony davis yeah, and i'm not looking they're still getting but, stuff for that trade but my point being <laughs> to mike to, to my point to piggyback off mike's point if we gut the roster and kd goes down and is going to miss 30 to 40 games who is going to supplement in that time period to get us the wins we need to even make the playoffs? And then, heaven forbid, he's not even healthy yet in the playoffs. Or by the time we do get to the playoffs, Chris Paul had to play more minutes than he was originally allotted for. And then he goes out, too. It's just we're a, we're riding a fine line if we gut our roster of just being shit out of luck. And I think that's 
I you know big point. I think that's why James Jones doesn't want to do it. Um, I'm, re- I'm I think I'm ready to wrap this up. I had one question to to send it off. Cody, for the record books, I'm gonna ask both of you same question. This time next month when we convene for the next episode of the Heat Check Podcast, who is a son? Kevin Durant, DeAndre Ayton, both or neither? Go. I'll start. Um, the only son will be DeAndre Ayton. Kevin Durant will stay in Brooklyn. Hot take. All right. Not 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 as hot as I think. Not not that hot. <laughs> I mean, you also don't have a lot of options. So right. It's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think Katie's gonna be here, and DeAndre Ayton will be gone. It's gonna happen. What as Flex would say, keep the faith. Keep the faith. Stay the course. God, I just hope it happens, man. Yeah. I'm going to, for wishful thinking purposes, knock on wood, in flex we trust, Durant <laughs> will be here, Aiton will be in Russia or China for all I care. Probably not Russia. I don't know if there's much basketball <laughs> He'll be going Griner. on in Russia. He'll Send be him. in Turkey or something. <laughs> Send him to Toronto. It'll be close enough. There we go. I like it. Bring back the Vancouver Grizzlies. Move the, move the Grizzlies to Vancouver. Move them back. Anyway, let's let's reel it in. Let's reel it in here. And switch it up a little bit and talk about your boy, Kyler Murray. What the hell is going on? This Kevin Durant stuff has really gotten everyone distracted and nobody's really talking about it. But we were like, be patient, be patient. You know, in July is when they'll do it. That's when these things get done is in July. Well, we're recording this right now. It's July 10th. This episode will be out in the next couple of days. I, unless unless we behind if that's tomorrow news breaks, which hopefully it does. But as of right now, like what, what is going on? Pay the kid. I have a bet. Pay him. I have a bet with Greg. He said July fourteenth. So he's got four more days to what get it done. Say? Clock's ticking. Oh, I didn't. No, I was just, just. Oh, you didn't give a date. I was just the okay. one who had brought it up. And I was like, I can't believe that he's not signed yet like what's going on and then that was he said all he said was july 14th i said okay we're gonna do a lunch bet on that oddly specific there you go get a free lunch out of it so yeah that was what i said too i was like july 14th is this there's something that we don't know i don't know man it's tapped in a little bit more than we are (laughs) yeah it's all it's gonna happen before the end of the month i i would bet i'd bet the house on that because i mean you're going into spring Training or uh, excuse me, spring training. Um, close, training camp. Close, close enough. Yeah, yeah he, training he's camp. not going yeah, yeah. into. Even though we're not even close to spring. Jesus. Well, yeah, that gets fired up um, in August, right? Is yeah. when they start doing the. There's, there's no way in hell the they mandatory go mandatory workouts and stuff. Yeah, there's no way in hell they go into training camp in preseason without him. With the, it, it's unreal. With the I haven't heard really a valid excuse. I, at this point, I I don't understand. There's I don't feel like there's no valid excuse for why you haven't gotten this done right now for so many reasons and we can we can go over them again i mean whether it's the longer you wait other quarterbacks are getting paid having historic deals so then you're they're already too late on you're that. always gonna have to be matter. making the next historic deal um the chemistry kyler murray's relationship with you souring it seems like it's gotten better like mike what do you think about it i mean it's been good to see him coming to those voluntary workouts i know that he did miss a couple but a lot of veterans miss those so don't really read into that um, but, you know, he's still showing that he wants to be part of this team, that he wants to be a leader. And um, the same way that I feel about KD, I think it's just a matter of time until he gets his $40 million a year and whatnot. And you got to pay the man. I mean, he's transcendent, man. He's different. 
So I want to see where he can take this team. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And you got Larry coming out. There was a article, I think a day or two ago on 98.7 about him, about Larry Fitzgerald saying there's no one more talented than Kyler Murray. And so he believes in him. That's, you know, Larry Fitzgerald, you would think that the franchise would value his input after how much time he committed to them and was hardly rewarded other than a lot of money. That's, that's biased. <laughs> and, and a revolving door of quarterbacks. Yeah. 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 Oh, my goodness. That's biased. But, I mean, that's good. I mean, he's a hometown guy, so he's mm-hmm. going to support, you know, uh, he's going to support the Cardinals uh, franchise quarterback, which that's what he's going to be. He's going to get paid. Um, and then the fact that we haven't seen another all-caps letter come out from his agent, and his agent's been oh, yeah. relatively uh, pretty silent. Um, I think there's stuff going on behind the scene that they're not putting out there. Um, it's going to happen. Why it's taking this long, I'm not sure. But they should have paid him weeks ago. But, you know. Yeah, and we're getting close to training camp dates. It says uh, rookies report July 21st and then vets wow. report oh, that is, that's um, exciting. July 26th. <laughs> So, I mean... So that's like two weeks away. Yeah. That's so, just barely over two weeks away. My goodness. So it really should be something that needs to get done beforehand because uh, I don't want any kind of holdout situation with him. He needs to be at training camp right away, getting rhythm with the new guys, you know, getting some more with reps Hollywood. with Hollywood. Yep. You know, yep. Zach Ertz is in the fold another year, our new um, tight end. What's his name? I, come on, uh, McBride. McBride, Trey McBride. Trey McBride. Yep. Yeah. You want to get off on the right foot here, so get him that contract and get him into training camp right away. Um, yeah, that's the only thing I can say. I, I don't know if their their focal focus has been somewhere else, like Rodney Hudson, like we'll talk about here in just a second. Yeah. But yeah, I'm gonna need the inside scoop. I, on that. So I, Arizona sports. I still think that. <laughs> Kyler Murray has to be your number one priority here and and getting him shirt up yeah uh, for this franchise so it'll get done and it hopefully will. it gets done shortly oh totally I think it definitely gets done because they just don't have any other option and there is a lot there is a seems to be a high ceiling for Kyler Murray despite some of the negative things that we've seen and in room to grow so I think I think it has to happen that I just I know I don't want, I don't want to sit here and beat a dead horse because we've had whole episodes and conversations about this very topic. But just to remind everyone that here in the middle of July, it still hasn't happened. And hopefully, maybe in the next couple of days, like Mike was saying, probably in the next couple of weeks, this gets done. But we'll probably never know why it took this long because the contract will get done and everyone will be happy and we'll all just move on. But I'd be curious to know what the grand grand plan was, as it were. But... You guys were uh, mentioning uh, Rodney Hudson there. What's going on with him? He's like holding out. He doesn't. Does he not want to play for the Cardinals? Well, so it's we don't have that definitive answer yet. So basically, right now he's been absent from mandatory workouts and all the mini camps. And the only thing that's really came out was Cliff said it is an unexcused absence. Oh. So the team's like, you need to be here, but he's not showing up. Um, they haven't come out. They well, they did say that they're working on a couple issues um, that they're going to have resolved relatively soon. What blah blah blah, you know that whole um, media spiel. Uh, so Specific they haven't to Hudson or just in general. It's it's to Hudson. Mm. So it's, it's okay. So it's so they're Kingsbury. at odds with something. Yeah, it's Kingsbury 
saying that they're dealing with something, but saying, but he said to everybody that it's unexcused that he's not showing up. Something's wrong um, with his team or on his side. He's upset about something. Um, Mike and I were talking about it a little bit before we started this. Um, Mike was saying that, well, what if he just wants to retire? You know, what if he's contemplating walking away from the game and he doesn't know whether he's on the edge? Does he want to show up? Yeah. You know, does he want to play another season? Um, and then some of the other rumors I was hearing was uh, he wasn't happy with his trade from Oakland to Arizona. Um, he also, there were some rumors saying that he wanted to go back to Kansas City, which Kansas City was a team that drafted him in 2011. Um, so I don't know. So it was, he's not happy here or he's retired or he wants to retire. I mean, he struggled with some injuries last year. Um, he's going to be uh, thir- 33 years old on Tuesday, July 12th. So it's kind of like, well, I mean, it could be a handful of things, you know? Yeah. So that's that's all the stuff that I've really seen, and that'll, that'll come out here really soon. We're, mm-hmm. we're going to have some news on what's going on. And, I mean, if you look at some of his stats from last year, yeah, he was hurt for a couple of years, but he was one of the best uh, centers in the entire league in a sense of blocking percentage and – win and stuff like that so it'll be terrible if he's not playing week one um in the middle of that line we'll be screwed yeah they, they're gonna have to figure something out if it's not gonna be him and that puts us in a tough situation so maybe maybe just to touch back on what the kyler situation maybe they are just like hey we're trying to figure out some other stuff see if we have to set some money aside for this or figure out financials for the center position well I mean, Rodney did sign a three-year deal last year when he was traded to the Cardinals. Oh, so he chose to re-up with yeah. the Cardinals. Yeah, he signed a three-year, $30 wow. million dollar contract. So for him to be wondering if he wants to be a part of this franchise, why did he even sign a contract last year? You know, well, it's, I, it's all speculation at this point. I'm thinking more that dude's going to be 33 years old and, and you know he dealt with a lot of stuff last year maybe he just wants to hang up the cleats you know i, I don't know but it's all it's, it's all those rumors going around so but i'm with you though and and to say that you're unhappy here you got paid and cardinals did surprisingly well last year so you're on a good team you're in a good position and if anything their their position got even better with how bad the seahawks are now and how you know how big of a question mark there is on the, the 49ers. So it's like our division got easier this year. So I don't know. I think he's in a good spot. And if he's unhappy being here and he wants to go play in Kansas city, I, I don't know. That's, that's hard to believe, but you know, it's all smoke screens right now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, that was one of the other things we were talking about too. I mean, potential retirement really could be on the table. I mean, it just seems like, the past 10 to 15 years guys are playing maybe six to seven years in the league and then they hang up the cleats because just the wear and tear that football really puts on you it's it can't last and you know we can look at guys like luke keekley and there's been that was a, a, shock, a bunch man. of other guys i mean andrew luck i mean a guy that who too, yeah. a, a guy who doesn't even really take as much of a punishment as you would say an offensive lineman or a linebacker does. True. He probably, I think they said that he retired basically because of the injuries he had dealt with. Right. Who? Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck. Luck? Yeah. Yeah. Neck, right. Something, Something like that. He was, neck, he was just yeah. coming, going to be coming back from an injury again. And he was just like, I can't do this anymore. Like, so the time grind too. Right. So yeah, the, yeah. So the time frame for football players is getting shorter and shorter as time goes on, even for, 
the more prolific stars in the league. I mean, you could probably pull up the stat on what's the average length for an NFL player, and it's probably two to three seasons, if that. Oh, on average, yeah. But now guys are making their own decisions to call it quits just because of the harm that's been putting on their body. So I wouldn't be surprised if that's something that Rodney's kind of contemplating right now and why he hasn't been showing up. He's probably talking to his camp about it and seeing, you know, what's the best step for him. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. And uh, I don't know a whole lot about it. I didn't see Will Smith's movie Concussion, but I know that CTE has been a big thing. And there, I, it sounds like there's not a lot doctors even know about it because you can't diagnose it until after someone dies and you cut so their cut, brain yeah, open. Yeah, exactly. And was it, it was someone recently, was it Demarius Thomas who who showed signs of CTE. I'm pretty sure, yeah. Or another player. Basically, it seems like every player now that dies, every NFL player just got has to accept the fact that they're going to have CTE. Um, that could, I mean, we don't have to get into that, but I think that could, it's, it's an ongoing thing that could, there's like two sides of it, I feel like. Either people think maybe football shouldn't be a sport anymore, or the other side of it is like, people just have to make the choices they make and know the risks that they're getting into. And we can try and make it as safe as possible, but you know, understand the risks. So I don't know if you want to get into that or we can definitely just talk, keep talking about the Cardinals. I mean, I just saw, um, a positive note. I mean, everything coming out of training camp and the preseason workouts, you got to take with a grain of salt. Of course, they're going to try and say good things, fluff it up. But Cliff Kingsbury said that Marquise Brown is way ahead of the curve in learning the offense which is going to be crucial. If he's expected to carry the wide receiver one position for the first six weeks, him having that offense down packed and getting the chemistry back with Kyler Murray, uh, which I imagine will come quick, uh, that could be really be a dynamic factor in setting us up to at least a 3-3 three and three record through the first six. Oh, it's going to be huge. But I just hope that he learned how to catch the football before he came to Arizona. Did, did he have a lot of drops? Dude, do you remember um, we were watching – it was the same game where um, Tucker broke the record for longest field goal. Oh, against the Lions? Yeah, and he hit that, like, 66-yarder to, like, win the game, the game-winning field goal. So that same game, uh, Marquise Brown dropped four passes right through his hands that could have been a touchdown. I think one was in the end zone, and one he was, like, wide open in stride, and he had, like, 15 yards, no one in front of him, nothing but green. And it was, like – and then if you go look on like Twitter and all these other things where um, I saw one, I think it was on Instagram where uh, it was something about him coming to Arizona and like, you just looked in the comments, like people were just trashing him. Like, just Oh yeah. Dogging him, yeah. It was like, he's a wide receiver, but I can't catch the football. And so I think it's, it's huge, you know, that he gets that type of work and all that stuff with him because I mean, unless we're running a uh, 12 personnel with all those tight ends, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do with the wide receiver position while D hops out. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see how they really incorporate him in the game plan. Obviously, he's a guy who can take the top off of defenses, but I could almost see him kind of getting more involved like a Debo Samuel. Not as much as running the football, but kind of setting him up in bubble screens or, you know, triple options like kind of stuff and yeah. and and trying really to get him involved as much as possible especially when D Hop comes back you know your cornerback one is probably going to be blanketing him well how does hollywood get involved in those aspects you know is he going to be a guy who plays on the inside is he going to be running those kind of shallow crossers and things like that 
Um, I'm really interested to see how they incorporate both of them at the same time. Um, but at the at the beginning, man, you're almost going to have to be force feeding him the ball because you know you know James Conner is going to get those touches, but who else do you trust on the outside? I mean, is Andy Isabella ever going to be anything? No, is he going to be somebody that you can trust at all? He's gone. So, I mean, Rondell Moore and Marquise Brown are is basically telling you that Isabella's gone. Like those are your two yeah. speed guys. You don't. He's expendable now. Mm-hmm. So. But you still got AJ Green as long as he turns around. Um, but well, then, uh, so then you spent that second round pick on the best. So you 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 draft best position available or best player available, and that's a tight end. And then you have Zachary. So if they don't use that kid, I I swear, I, I don't know. So they got playmakers. I mean, it's it doesn't all have to be on Brown. Uh, does this does this change your mind, Cody? Uh, according to the official stats that I can find from last year in the NFL, the official stat for passes dropped. Marquise Brown, how many do you think he had for the season? Well, the fact that you started that. I know, I kind of, I was going to tell you, but then I wanted to ask you. I'm guessing he's probably not, doesn't have nearly. It's it's nine. Nine, okay. Who was the most? Um, I think I saw Deontay Johnson had 16. Okay, well, nine is. Oh, your boy Deontay Johnson? (laughs) Yeah. Well, he just got traded, right? Did he? Didn't something happen with him? Or did he get signed or he wanted something? I've been so caught up in the KD saga. <laughs> I honestly can't. Well, that might have actually been 2020 stats. But from what I can find real quick here, I, it looks like Marquise Brown only had nine drop passes. And how many catches did he have last year? Do you know? Was it over, Did he have over 100? Uh, he had over a thousand receiving yards at least. Yeah, right? yeah, I think yeah, definitely. So in the grand scheme of things, nine isn't too bad, but we're also spoiled for like um, the amount of like actual catchable targets that Larry Fitzgerald had, and he would just absolutely never drop the ball. So, <laughs> so yeah, you have to temper expectations. But yeah, I mean, I did see one of those videos, Cody, that you were talking about on Twitter, where it was. A, a couple of different plays throughout the seasons that he's had with Lamar where it's deep balls going straight through his hands. But I mean, I'll take the option to have that kind well, of a deep threat and a couple of drops. And, oh, totally. and I think he'll, he'll lock it in. But part of it probably going through his hands was he's probably shocked. He's like, no way the running back through the ball. He's probably surprised to see the, I've <laughs> just, that was a, I'm just kidding. Um, no, I think it's a great fit, regardless of if he, if he has issues with drops or not. But but yeah, nine's not bad. And and for me to if if what I said was accurate for him to have three in one game, I mean I don't know. Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to find it. I th- I mean I would think that with this day and age with stats, that's something that would be that would break it down, right? Pretty pretty conveniently defined. But yeah. Oh, and uh, Johnson wants to get paid. There's all these rumors that yeah. he's going to get traded. So Marquise Brown had 91 uh, receptions last year, uh, which was 14th among uh, receivers and tight ends. Um, uh, yeah, it doesn't. I guess catch percent is that is catch percentage targets over receptions. I. Is it just? I mean. Either way, like Mike, like Mike was saying, it's kind of irrelevant. Like, yeah, I want to see what he can do now. Well, here's 
here's a sorry here's ahead of this article oh, yeah, marquise brown isn't running scared after his detroit drops marquise brown doesn't have a hands problem after three potential touchdown passes bounced off his hands in detroit the question was about where his head's at so he probably just had a bad day so you saw him on yeah. his worst day and yeah, he got yeah. <laughs> three of his nine drops for the whole season in one game yeah. yeah and then to not even just that but like three drops that could have been touchdowns yeah but i mean hey they won the game with the six we saw nfl history with that 66 yard field goal so we'll take it yeah but i'm sure his fantasy owners were pissed as all hell oh yeah totally like so mike i want to ask you this uh it says he's picking up the offense fast i'm not surprised with his chemistry with kyler and the cliff kind of trying to do this around these guys um but do you think that's a good offense for him to be picking up or do you want to see something different this year from what uh, cliff was calling last year I mean, the beginning of the season was what we all thought was going to happen when Cliff Kingsbury came in and, you know, his high-profile offense that he was bringing over from Texas Tech. And it was starting to really kind of show almost signs of greatness, especially with how they started. The air raid? Yeah. I mean, so if you can add in better athletes into that system, like, I'm okay. you got to see what you can get out of it. Um, And especially you start bringing you know getting other guys involved like trey mcbride and really spreading the field a little bit more um i'm okay with them almost running it back i guess as you sure yeah yeah yeah. but reload and run back it's the same thing i mean how many times have we heard of uh first round quarterbacks not really making it within the nfl because Every year or every other year, there's a coaching carousel. Guys are getting switched out. Offenses are getting changed. Offensive coordinators are changing. And they have to continue to learn a new scheme and whatnot. And it just never pans out. I mean, dude, continuity is key in any facet of life, basically. Right? The more that you work on something, the better that you're going to be at it. Mm -hmm. So another year under this system, throwing new wrinkles into it. We saw success last year. Now it's all about just finishing the fucking season and finishing off strong and not wilting away, <laughs> you know, especially this year, this past year, going into the playoffs. Yeah. That's the difference that you have to make. But I can see where you're saying, too, is like, is that because defenses were catching on to the system? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I would say that as much. I would just think that I, the pieces around Kyler last year weren't enough. And sure. yeah. D Hop being hurt at the end of the season, coming back, not being himself, you basically cancel him out. It changes then, how you the defense even plans against the Cardinals. Exactly. You know, knowing that the that weapon of D Hop, you really alleviates all of that. No, absolutely. Yeah, he was a decoy at the end. You know, D Hop right. was. I mean, AJ Green's not the same player that he was. Rondale Moore no. was a rookie, and then we had what Wesley as our like. Th- oh third, yeah the third he, wide receiver I mean, at some points he, he showed stepped up, up. Yeah, he, he did, really did but i mean he had that one game he had two touchdowns i, I think i don't he's a he's a bigger body wide receiver yeah. but mm-hmm. i mean he's not a marquise brown who's no a crazy athlete no, no, no. so yeah um we'll see and we'll see we're gonna have to see quick <laughs> really quick because our schedule is so tough to begin the year oh it's, it's very hard <laughs> yeah it's very unfortunate it sucks you can't pick which games of the season you are suspended for just like any six games this season, you pick them, um, and then you will sit you out. Obviously, that would be biased, but right. I know we've had conversations too about. Um, I don't understand how they 
figure out when a suspension is going to come down. Because didn't uh, D-Hop already know that he had tested positive for like a banned substance like at the last year. end of last year? It was year? like in November or something like that. And they still played... Or, well, he wasn't playing. Maybe they had to investigate it. And... He didn't even appeal it, though. Like I guess investigate I it. But if it, if it comes out in November, the season's still going on. Put the suspension on so, right away. Yeah. Why are we waiting until Maybe the next year? Maybe because he's hurt. And it... I don't know. Yeah. It's just odd to me. Uh, it doesn't make odd. sense. Could be well, something why did it take him CBA? so long to do that? Yeah, yeah who knows? It's really, it's really weird. And, like, well, along those same lines, not to get into it, but it doesn't make sense. The NFL is so inconsistent with not only their punishments for various things, but, like, th- there are certain situations where the, the timing of the delivery doesn't make sense. Like, in D-Hop's case, and also, like, we see, we're seeing in Deshaun Watson's case where they keep tinkering around with what they they think this is will it be one full season will it be one and a half seasons will it be a half season like will they are they gonna have to suspend him again if more shit comes out after during the suspension like are they waiting to see if more shit comes out like what are so wait, were we gonna talk about how long we think he's gonna get suspended for <laughs> oh i mean i think it'll be just watson one, one full season it'll probably you think season. one full season yeah. i bet you he gets eight games Dude, the problem is Eight? Goodell yeah. is like a freaking dictator, man. Like he just he, yeah, he loves he it. He just does whatever it, the fuck he wants to. to. There's like no gambling. rhyme or reason. Yeah, it does not do gambling. He's technically not a criminal. He never did anything wrong. It's all just allegations against him. So, I I don't know. I don't think he gets a whole season. And especially because the Browns just paid him all that money, I I don't know. Well, and especially now that Baker's been shipped out, yeah, for like yeah. a sixth round pick, Baker I was to Carolina. Shocked. Yeah, that's crazy. And I can't believe he didn't go to Seattle. Unbelievable. There still could be a chance. I mean, because Sam Darnold, are they saying he's going to be the starter? Or they're going to compete? A, oh, oh, that'll be fun. Yeah. Good luck, man. Good luck. Honestly, and see, that's the situation you don't want to see the Cardinals in having to com- have quarterbacks competing for the starting position again when you have Kyler Murray. So just give him the damn contract. Get it done, man. Get it done. Just get it done. Do it now. Anything else? Anything else on the Cardinals, guys? Or we're just, we're just standing by until this contract drops. Yep, we'll play the waiting game like everybody else. But then uh, hopefully we'll get out to training camp this year. Maybe do some uh, special content or something like that oh, out there. That would be cool. Idea. Yeah, yeah, that would be, be dope. Fun. Yeah, we should, we're definitely we're trying to do more content. Trying <laughs> to bring it to you. You know what? I, I know Cody hates this part of the podcast, but I'm going to do a little plugging because this is the Valley Sports plug. Why so we got to be about the me? plugs because you bitched hard about it the last time. I, I was never sh- did. Shilling for our podcast. No, go. Uh, well, they go. Come on. Roll the tape. Roll the tape. <laughs> anyway, guys, guys, I know you found us somewhere and you're here listening to this, but go to all the other platforms where you didn't find us and follow us. Subscribe on YouTube, because on especially on YouTube, because that's where you're going to see most of the content. We're going to put this podcast up there. We're going to put our live podcast up there. We're going to have another podcast going up there. Mike talking about this live content. Um, I don't know if we'll use the Twitch channel, but we got the Twitch channel, or I got the Twitch channel. Just go go follow us, guys. Go follow us and uh, keep it keep it up. Leave some comments below. Uh, give us some ideas and inspiration. We might talk about your topic on the next Heat Check podcast. You never know. Yeah, um, YouTube, YouTube Valley Sports plug, and then also on Twitter at Arizona VSP. Interact with us. We'll have a good time. That's right. That's right. So to finish off this episode of the Heat Check podcast, 
uh, wanted to talk on another incompetent Valley sports franchise making questionable decisions. The one and only Arizona Diamondbacks. At least they're not as tragic as they've been the past couple of seasons. I yeah, I guess, and I know it's hard because you got to temper expectations, knowing we're not a big market team with a big budget. So you got to moneyball it a little bit. And they keep saying, oh, the Cardinals have the best farm, the best farm. But then you look at a guy that was in our farm system, like Jazz Chisholm, and he was a top prospect, and we traded him for Zach Gallen. And now what? what's he doing now? He's an all-star. Hey, now he's an all-star? Hey, now. Not just an all-star, you're though. An all-star. Right, Mike? But you're not on the right all-star team. all-star starter. Freaking second baseman, right? Yeah. Starting second base. Second baseman for the Miami Marlins. And then, oh, guess what? There's another um, National League. See, that's the other thing. It's not even just baseball. It's a National League. He's a starter for the National League. Another guy who was oh, a better. hometown favorite for sure. Goldie. Yeah, one Paul Goldschmidt. America's first baseman. And that's Does nothing wrong. We, me and Cody talked about this when we kind of did a deep dive on the Cardinals. Or I talked. Diamondbacks. And Cody oh, Diamondbacks. Was, oh, Diamondbacks. Yeah. Shit, I'm still on yeah. the Cardinals. Yeah, no, when we talked about the Diamondbacks, <laughs> um, that it's just... Why would you trade Goldie and give up all of these pieces if you're not going to fully do a full rebuild and then sign Madison Bumgarner when you just got rid of Granke? It's just the, the, the moves aren't making sense. The pieces don't seem to be falling because who's every they made the thing where every team gets an MLB all star in on the roster. So who's the Diamondbacks uh, all star? Joe Mantiply. Joe Mantiply. He's a relief pitcher. They, the setup guy. So he's not even the closer. None he's of like, our fielders eight, seven, or batters guy. could get no. an all-star nod. I was going to say, that's when you know well, that you're like a bottom uh, feeder team in the league. when You get that participation the, trophy. Yeah, that's pretty much oh, literally. We'll, we'll, exactly take, we'll take one of your setup pitchers. Um, uh, yeah, we didn't have enough pitchers well, that were all-stars. The other one they're over. saying was going to be uh, Dalton Varsho. And it, Does the team pick it? Shit. I don't, I don't think so. I, I thought it was major leagues. Or if you're well, not one of the guys who's like voted for like, there's like infield a, reserves yeah, or there's starters. Yeah, like a fan vote. Yeah, I'm not um, sure. Because I doubt there are then, many fans hopping in there. No, voting for yeah, like, yeah. my guy. You know, that's love that guy. And I do feel bad. But everyone gets a representative. Though, it sounds like we're dogging on Joe Mantiply, which we're not. <laughs> no, had, no, he's no, had I don't a great know much about season. No. But yeah, obviously one, he's an all star for a reason. Yeah, he had 33 strikeouts, one walk, and. You know, like thirty. There you go. There like, you go. But no, like, what, what, yeah, he's he's killing it. He deserves th- it. I mean, I, the big overall thing here is seeing two previous guys of this organization who are starters in the All Star uh, game, and that's yeah. just like a tough look. Yeah. yeah, but Jazz was so early on though. He was a rookie though, and they got rid of him, right? So he didn't really. Uh, he wasn't here for a while. I don't think he ever really even touched the field no. in a Diamondbacks uniform. Yeah, if he did at all. So then, like Goldie's another one. Where it's like, yeah, well, Goldie was the best player in our team for a handful of years. And he was a homegrown talent as well. So, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, Goldie was a situation where he was going to ask for a ridiculous amount of money and we just didn't want to fit the bill, right? I think that's pretty much, I think that's pretty much it. Yeah, he, he was getting older and they didn't feel like they wanted to pay him. But then we still got David Peralta kicking around. And yeah, but he doesn't get paid like that, though. No. No, he doesn't because he's been through arbitration and all the weird baseball 
I, I couldn't even start to understand the way baseball contracts work. Yeah, it's a little different. Um, so he's on a three-year, $22 million contract. Peralta is? Yeah, so he's making $7 million a year, which that's that's nothing. For baseball, yeah, that's like pennies on the dollar. But, Chris, but we're a small market team, though, so... Right, and that's exactly what goes back into I'm the sure good he... point that Chris was bringing up, too, where it's like you almost have to moneyball it if you're a small market team because, mm-hmm. you know... <sighs> these high profile franchises that bring in billions of dollars a year can afford to pay guys like Freddie Freeman or, you know, Giancarlo Stanton, just ridiculous amounts of money that these other teams like Toronto or Minnesota or, you know, teams that are basically just in the league to fill the league and have a league, uh, are never really going to be able to, to snuff. So that's why the Dodgers are always who they are. You know, it seems like for the past 15 years, and it's tough. You you have to do your best juggling um, to create a roster that's going to win, but something we haven't seen here in Arizona for a while now. Not since 01. Yeah, and it's it's just crazy. Like you're we're like, oh, we got it makes sense they got rid of Goldie because they got they would have to pay him and we, and we got a money ball it. But they weren't in two thousand fourteen they weren't shy to give Yasmani Tomas <laughs> sixty eight point five million dollars over it. six years. Are they still paying that off or are they uh, no, I think they, they finally got done I think it, I think that, that last season or the yeah. year before it just fell off. Because yeah, it was it was and it was November of two thousand fourteen, so it was basically going into two thousand fifteen. So not that long ago. Uh, we were paying out the ass for. I know that was different managers. I think that was before the the um, guy from Boston came over. What's his name? Uh, JD. Huh? Oh, are you talking about players or the 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 GM oh, sorry. guy? The, oh, the G- oh. Cardinal or the Diamondbacks? Uh, Hazen. GM. Mike Hazen. Yeah, because yeah. I think sorry, he was yeah. part of the group of of guys that built up bo- the Boston Red Sox and brought all those guys in that won them their championship. Um, you know, whenever that was a little while back there. Yeah, I could be wrong. Could be mixing up stories, but I think that was the case. Um, but in any case, regardless of other management or not, it just—if you're not going to spend that money on Goldie, what are you going to do with that money? Spend it on Madison Bumgarner, Cody. What was the Madison Bumgarner deal? Do you remember off the top of your head? Oh, I don't. It was just stupid, though. <laughs> and that was basically like it was. Um, front end of those of that contract was pretty team friendly but yeah, we're going to end up year. biting it in the next yeah. like 3 years. And how are you going to how are you going to um, even begin to offload that contract if push comes to shove? I just don't understand cuz Zach Greinke did have a couple good years with Houston after he left five here. 5 years 85 million. 5 years 85 for bum. Yeah, this year he's, he's making 23 million. Oof. I mean he he started yesterday and he pitched a good game. I think he pitched into the into the six through the six, and we won nine to two. It was the only game we won of the four game series against the Rockies. So, um, yeah. But then I was talking smack about uh, Dallas Keuchel. <laughs> well, that was Thursday. We ended up losing that game too. But. Yeah, yeah. Cody Cody texted me <laughs> last week or the week before. Yeah, it was on Thursday. Was saying that. Uh, Keiko was like, oh, he's playing like shit. And then I, I wasn't, wasn't by my phone and came back an hour later and got in my car. And they were like, Keiko's having a, a game tonight. He's in the, <laughs> pitching into the seventh. The D-backs are winning. I was he, like, oh, okay. He well. did pitch into the seventh, but they lost that game by a run. Uh, but yeah. I, I watched the first inning, and he was just like, looked like he was playing softball out there. 
and we were down 2-0 going to the bottom of the first. But he got bailed out by the bats, and it gave him that, you know, uh, uh, what is it? I'm looking at that reassurance going into the like second inning. Like the momentum inning. and the there, confidence. There yeah, that's needed. what, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he probably sat on the bench in the bottom of the first, like, oh, you know, fuck, you know, I did this. But then, you know, we tied the game, bottom mm-hmm. of the first, and then we're going into the second inning, and it's a tied ball game. So it's like you're starting over again. So Yeah, like and then he pulled it all. Yeah, he pulled it all together, too. So props to him. But I was like, look at this motherfucker. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, but I only also only watched the first inning, so. Yeah, I think I like the Keiko move. It's it's low risk, high reward. It's exactly. showing, since I think last time we didn't hadn't seen him play yet. Last time we talked about it, um, and I think he's okay for for what we're paying him. I'm okay with that. But where are we going? Where's this team going? It's another close to 500, below 500 team. Not going to make the playoffs. Not going to put asses in the seats. They have this whole this decaying stadium that's one of the oldest in the league. There's really I haven't heard any headway on renovations. Um, it, not, they got to renovate the roster. They got to renovate the arena, the stadium, whatever you want to call it. They they might have to renovate their front office too. Cause I'm, I don't want to blame Lavello, but I'm kind of blaming Hazen. And I I can we can sit here and bash on the Diamondbacks all day and all night, but I don't know. What do you think, Mike? Yeah, it just, I mean, it just seems kind of like a revolving door of mediocrity, and I don't know <laughs> where you. take those next steps i mean the west is just always going to be tough the nl west i mean the dodgers are who they are they can kind of bring in whoever they want the same way that the yankees do the same way that the red Sox do because of you know how prolific that franchise is and the money that it makes you know they're Mm. willing to spend and bring in the best players so i feel like we're always going to be one step behind them but then i mean the pa- the Padres aren't that far behind. I mean, they're only seven and a half back from the Dodgers right now, and they have guys like Manny Machado and are continuing to grow their system and get better. Oh, Padres got stomped today, though. I know the Giant. <laughs> I know the Giants are right around five hundred right now, but they always seem to be kind of a franchise that can turn things around and be in play when it comes to playoff time. Mm-hmm. The tough thing is. You go into the series against the Rockies in fourth, and then you lose three out of four, and now you're last place in the West. So it's like, right? No, they're tied those, for last place. Oh, <laughs> my bad. Oh, good, good, good. But, but then but you're technically, also technically they're listed below them, probably because no, they are because has of the tiebreaker. Uh, yeah, yeah, because of matchup. Yeah. Wow. But you're in. You're also in one of the toughest divisions in baseball, too. Right, and this. This year was definitely a good step towards a brighter future, it seemed like, the way that they started. And everybody was kind of like, oh, my God, this team's 500. Like, right, we're right, 30 like, games in and we're not... Um, cautiously optimistic. Yeah, we're not we're putting it together for a six second. and 24 yeah. already, you know? So we're making those next steps. Yeah. But this was a series that you needed to continue to kind of grow uh, your team and, and give mm-hmm. them... You know, a little bit of momentum going into the All Star break, and unfortunately, it didn't break that way. Yeah. But I, I don't know. You know, I just hope guys like Cattell Marte can, you know, have a little bit more of a higher impact. And I'm not too sure where to go. I'm not the baseball aficionado yeah. like I am for uh, basketball. But you know, it's not easy. To, it, it's not that hard to see. Uh, this franchise has been in a rough spot for seems like a decade now so for a long time they're they're kind of taking the sun's uh momentum 
on that front because we dealt with that with the Suns for a long time. But this feels this feels different because from my perspective, and I'm with you, Mike. Like I'm not a big baseball guy. Like I grew up watching the Diamondbacks, always rooted for the Diamondbacks. I do like watching the sport, but I never re- I never played it. I was I'm not like a student of the game. But from my perspective, it just seems like they can't decide if they're going to be all in or not. They're, they're always dipping their toes in and kind of being like, oh, we're rebuilding. But then they come out, like you say, they come out a little hot, show some promise. So they're like, oh, then we're going to go in a little more. And then the next month hits and they're sliding. And they're like, okay, actually, we're going to tear it down and rebuild. But then so it's like what I'm like the things where it's like where you can see that it's like that is you're, you're starting to see the young guys play um, like Varsho. He's one of the young guys, right? No, he's not. Oh, he's not? No. Who's the who's the uh, Perdomo, Josh Rojas, Alec, um, Alec Thomas? Um, yeah, Thomas. Um, hold he, on, I just I just had to pull up. I even say Zach Gallon's a younger guy. Like he was a rookie yeah, that we yeah. got, so I would count him in there. But then, so there's guys like that where I'm like, yes, get those rookies, get them playing, get them used to playing in the majors, see if they're cut out for it, or if they need some more time in the minors. I don't know. Well, okay, Varsho is. 27 so he's by baseball he's, terms, he's still kind of young guy. okay so i'm sorry no you're right no but either way uh, and the, but so that's like good thing that's where i'm saying like you're that's yeah. rebuilding that's but thomas making, is 22 mm-hmm. uh and, rojas is 28 or so, right so move an, yeah. another move they could have made <laughs> to show that they were all in in rebuilding if they were going to le- fully lean in one direction we mentioned a guy jazz chisholm or Chisholm, whatever you pronounce it. He's, Chisholm. He's doing good. He was one of our top prospects. We traded him. I know we had Nick Ahmed, and they played like the same position, but Nick Ahmed's getting older, and now he's out for the season, possibly his career. We should have traded him when we still had value and gone all in with Jazz. Invest in the young guys. And then we get Madison Bumgarner when we just had Granke. We keep getting old pitchers. I know there's a, a you know veteran leadership, this and that, blah, 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 but when, at the end of the day, a pitcher's up there by himself. Like, he's... He doesn't have a vet in his ear while he's out there throwing on the mound. I don't know. I don't want to minimize veteran leadership, but I just, I don't know. Sorry. I had yeah, to, end of rant. But basically I just, I wanted to make a decision. Are you, are they rebuilding? Are they all in? Are we trying to win now for a couple of years or are we just going to play this um, in and out hovering around or below 500 scraping the bottom of the division, not ever making the playoffs? Is that what, who, what kind of direction is that for a franchise? Bad direction. Yeah, that's all I got. You guys got anything else on the Diamondbacks? No, it's upsetting. <laughs> um, I know. I feel like Zach Gallen has had um, a better year, um, so there's promise with that. Uh, man, I just the promise of when uh, Madison Bumgarner was signed here was okay. Maybe you can get some of those glory days back. I mean, he's only 32 years old. Mm-hmm. So he's really not that old, but maybe he did use it all up in those uh, Giants glory days where they won three and five or, or whatnot. But yeah, just um, continued competitiveness, you know, pu- putting yourself in an opportunity to possibly make the playoffs is is all that you want. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd say from a, um, a major league franchise, you want to see them try to win. Yeah. Be competitive. Yeah. And it looked like we were heading that way this year, but then we, you know, stumbled and now we're <laughs> where we are now in last place in the division. But the crazy thing about baseball is there's still so many freaking games left. There's at least what, yeah. 80 something. That's probably, crazy. But oh, easily, easily. Well, we'll just take this time. Hopefully the team refreshes during the all-star break and comes back with some fire and can maybe finish top three in the West 
or in the NL West this year, and I'd say that's a, a step in the right direction at least. Yeah, I agree. At least, at least, at bare minimum, don't be the worst team in the division. Yeah, you can't have it anymore, <laughs> Just, man. It, don't let the Rockies beat you. I, I get you're not. You might not make the playoff or the wild card, but yeah, you're not going to. And yeah, they might not. But yeah, finish they're, third. They're eighteen and a half back right now. Yeah, I, I was pleasantly, or I keep saying pleasantly. I keep thinking pleasantly. Um, what cautiously optimistic? I was like, mm, if they keep playing this good, they might be able to play the wild card. And I said that to Cody a couple months ago, and he shut it down then. Cody, <laughs> There's no way. No, no, no. Well, and I was like, so well, they're, they're, they're eight they're, games, eight games back of the wild card right now. Before I think they were but, only like two. Cardinals are one game out of the wild card. The Giants are two games out of the wild card. The Marlins are four games out. So it's like those three teams right there are better better ball clubs than the D-backs hands True. down. So it's like, yeah, I don't know. Unless they go on a tear and they win 15 games in a row, mm-hmm. and then that's a whole different story. Well, but. well like Mike said, like uh, they could come out of the all-star break, uh, have a different you know, strategy, mindset, whatever you will going forward. It's not uncommon from what I've seen and understood in baseball where guys will have ups. Not not only players will have ups and downs, but teams will have ups and downs. Like we've already even seen yeah, that. It's, like we're it's a really streaky sport. Yeah, because it, it's almost like a mind game, let mm-hmm. alone just physical. Like, well, what is it? 162 games. Yeah, and that's, that's a, a lot. That's of, a lot of baseball. A lot of baseball to play in. Yeah, a and short amount of time. The relatively. great thing. Yeah, the great thing about baseball. Maybe that's why there's no fucking salary cap, but. Like it's it's one of those sports where it's really hard to buy championships, even though you can argue the Yankees did it for years. Mm-hmm. But you look when the Rays won it like a couple of years ago, they had one of the lowest uh, payrolls in all of baseball, and they won. It's possible, know? yeah. So it's because it. it's such a team sport, and it's so people can be so streaky, and it's it's mm-hmm. so it's not necessarily who's the most physical or physically gifted person out there. Like yeah. it's all hand eye coordination, this and that. I mean, look at Jose Altuve; he's like five five, and the dude can hit it mm-hmm. out of the park. You know, so it's like, I don't know. That's what's great about the game of baseball. And I, it's unfortunately, we, we haven't had that luck here in the desert. But yeah, uh, thankfully they won and no one or we would just have no nothing to <laughs> nothing to be proud of from them. Hey, don't you discredit those Mercury titles. OK, OK, OK. <laughs> Free sorry, BG. sorry. Free BG. And should I mention the Rattlers and all of their championships. Thank you very much. <laughs> their championships where the league is like six teams. Oh, they where they <laughs> switched. where they switched leagues five six oh years ago. Gosh. I think that's about all we're talking about for the the Rattlers. Uh, so moving on, let's talk about the uh, Arizona Hot Shots. Um, <laughs> goodness, oh I do wish I would have got like a T-shirt or like some kind of like jersey or some momentum from that team i would i was close to buying a shirt from dicks but they wanted too much money i felt they wanted too much money for it the logo wasn't even that cool either no i mean two axes and i was about i I thought it was it was cool i got it like but no i I get you it wasn't the most compelling logo but the color scheme i i kind of like the color scheme was it green and orange it's green orange and yellow yellow okay so it looked like the corona del sol aztecs with green splashed on some green on it a hint of green a hint of green nice but yeah man um we're not going to talk about the hot shots or the rattlers (laughs) um we got a lot that we're just kind of on we're just on standby right now it's that time of year um baseball all-star game i think it's the it's the day after or somewhere around that where after the all-star game where there's no professional sports happening anywhere the stanley cup's over the NBA season's over, the NFL season hasn't started, and the MLB's on break 
for that little couple days from the all-star game to the beginning so it's next week right yeah next week Not so this upcoming week but uh cody uh just last thing before we go here um what are you gonna bet on that day <laughs> dude yeah you're sol dude uh, i'm gonna bet you're gonna have to look at like european like soccer and ping pong football um whatever i beat you in fantasy baseball this week yeah t- yeah you did you did <laughs> I'll, I'll i'll take that out but yeah, tell tell cody in the comments tell cody what he should bet on when there's no american professional sports um i don't know what the date is but uh it's gonna happen pretty soon here uh mike any last words no man hey always excited uh to be here with you guys uh chopping it up talking about the teams that we love and maybe the teams that we love to hate but um, yes, sir. we also appreciate everybody who tunes in, you know, give us some feedback. What do you want to hear us talk about? What are some of your thoughts? Um, we're always looking to kind of expand, um, our content and see, you know, what you guys want. And we want to make this a Valley show, uh, to bring to the people who love Arizona as much as we do. So that's all I got. Oh yeah. I like it. Couldn't have said it better myself. Cody, what you got? How do I top what he just said? Um, <laughs> you can do it. <laughs> no, can no, I can't. It. I'm not even gonna try. Um, I'm gonna be. Uh, I'm gonna be betting on tennis. I'm gonna be betting on NASCAR, um, and then maybe some golf. We'll see what happens with the golf. Um, but yeah, that answers your question. But no, it was fun today. Thank, thank you guys for having me. Yeah, yeah. Always, always a pleasure and a privilege. I love having you guys out here in the Valley Sports Plug Studios, Studio B. Studio B. But I think Studio B might become the stern, the permanent studio, excuse me. But yeah, thank you guys so much for coming out today. Thank you everyone who's listened and made it this far. If you're hearing my voice right now, it means you just listened to three guys talk for an hour and 24 minutes. And that's freaking awesome. Thank you so much for the support. Um, we'll catch you on the next live stream, uh, Valley Sports Plug Live or whatever we got brewing up. We'll let you know out on those social medias. And uh, yeah, thank you again. Drop that music. Drop that music.